With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is a Brawl Network production. Really been, been able to develop a strong hatred for one another. This is the Brawl Pro Podcast. To be clear, I like Gary. Oh, okay. Here are your hosts, Brent Sebleski, Gary Davenport, and Brad Gagne. Brawl Pro Podcast, episode one, February 22nd, 2021. Three guys who've been working together for, I don't know, if you add it all up, uh, at least 410, 420 years um, together. Brent Sobleski, we only call him Sobo. You're almost never going to hear that name in full. Gary Davenport, we often call him Gareth. Uh, so if you're ever confused about that, that is him. My name is Brad Gagnon. They call me Brady um, the Goat. Uh, and uh, and we're joined by our producer Mike as well. One thing that unites us is our our hatred for one another, especially me and Mr. Sobo. Uh, that plus some beer discussion, as per usual, and probably a lot of taunting at one another between myself, Gary, Gareth, Gary, Gary, and Sobo uh, on this first episode of the uh, Brawl Pro podcast where of course you can make sure you subscribe you can make sure you hit that button in the description right now and you make sure you get updates and a feed that brings our podcast to your ears on a weekly or maybe even more than weekly basis depending on uh, whatever tickles our fancy throughout the week guys let me get this started on the right foot we do not call him brady because he's the goat <laughs> it's ironic you know kind of like you call a fat guy skinny or a tall guy sh- uh, shorty you know things like that that's the reason no and honest to goodness uh <laughs> we have worked together for multiple years now for bleach report we love hanging out with each other discussing football uh basically Brad, mr gagno's nickname is based off the fact that we typed on brady all the time so we just keep screwing up when we're talking to each other in conversations and typing brady and it's stuck uh so, but gary i don't know why we went with gareth with you sir i i really don't it just it just seemed to fit it does seem to fit um, I thought we called him Brady because he looked like that kid from the Brady Bunch, the one that nobody likes. <laughs> Were you the one that threw the football that hit your sister in the face? Yeah, that was you, wasn't it? As soon as Gareth starts talking, I know I'm going to get ripped. It's it's almost more so than you, Sobo. Um, speaking of getting ripped, I think some of these folks firing out these takes on on Zach Wilson might be might might need to take a little bit of a ripping. I mean, I I did my podcast 
just to, to start this week, guys. And I kind of I kind of mocked the idea that Wilson could challenge. I know 2016, the number one overall pick in most most mock drafts leading up to that to that one was not. Jared Goff, 28. You guys know as Cleveland guys, Baker Mayfield was not the presumed number one overall pick until well into March or April. Kyler Murray, same deal. This doesn't feel like that. Agreed? Disagree? I, I think people are nitpicking. And once we get to this point in the process, when people really start getting into draft prospects, especially those that haven't, fall, uh, haven't followed through the entire season, you're seeing <sighs> – an escalation of certain talents compared to those guys who work the top talents from basically the onset when you had Trevor Lawrence. And in my opinion, Zach Wilson is not even the second best quarterback in this class. It's Justin Fields after that point. And so when I hear people state, when you're looking at Zach Wilson as potentially better than Trevor Lawrence, I find it slightly ridiculous. And it's not because I believe Zach Wilson is a poor prospect. He absolutely is. And he's a top 10 caliber talent but when you have what trevor lawrence is and you will never and i repeat never hear these words come out of my mouth he is not a generational talent yet he is the best quarterback we've seen since andrew luck it's almost a slam dunk for him to go number one overall with one caveat all 32 teams have different draft boards so some some squads some evaluators will have wilson ranked higher just out of personal preference but Lawrence, to me, is clearly the number one quarterback prospect with Justin Fields coming at number two. I Gary, you, you have Fields, too, ahead of Wilson, right, Gary? It's got to be Trevor Lawrence. Well, I think Trevor Lawrence going to Jacksonville is one of the things that attracted Urban Meyer to that job. Bingo. He knew that it was going to come with Trevor Lawrence. I'm with so I mean, Zach Wilson is a good prospect. He does a lot of things really well. He's athletic. He's accurate. Plenty to work with there for an NFL team. I'm also with Sobo that I would probably put Justin Fields ahead of him. And that's no knock on. But the idea, silly season is going to be so much worse this year, I think, partly because we're not going to have a scouting combine. So all we have is time on our hands to sit around and ruminate and overthink. And I can't say that Wilson won't. I can't say Wilson will be drafted ahead of Justin Fields. I can't say that he won't. I can say, without question, Trevor Lawrence is going to be the number one overall pick. He's going to Jacksonville. That is destined. There's no chance, none, zero, that anyone else but Lawrence is the first pick. I think the key here is also it's Jacksonville screwed up with Blake Bortles. Jacksonville screwed up with Lane Gabbard. I think the Jags know that if they screw up again, and they do it with, by, by turning away from what is perceived to be a sure thing, they might never recover. Like, like they're trying to have, you know, make a, a create a new fan base in an entirely new country, um, and and it's it's it, if they fail with this, if you know Lawrence has a great career with the Jets or wherever else, and and Wilson doesn't pan out because let's face it, there's no just just being the fact that he's at least um, a bigger mystery, then they would never. I, I think from a from a, a franchise standpoint, organizational standpoint, I think they'd have a tough time ever recovering from messing this up, which is why I think they're very likely to just go with the sure thing. This isn't a situation where they can afford the risk. Just wait. After Jacksonville picks, the Jets will go on the clock. They will probably select a quarterback. Whichever one they pick will be wrong. So we'll <laughs> find out who the second best prospect is. If they pick Justin Fields, he's doomed, and it will be Zach Wilson. If they pick Zach Wilson, he's doomed, it will be Justin Fields. It's math. You can't argue with it. 
No, in this case, the Jets' smartest move is to build around Sam Darnold, trade down, get assets. We forget Sam Darnold was the youngest quarterback prospect in that class behind Baker Mayfield. He's younger than even Lamar Jackson. And so if you place him in a position to succeed, he has the skill set necessary to be a winning quarterback in the NFL. And so I, to me, jumping to the gun and this, assume that the Jets are going to take quarterback second overall is a mistake because they're, I think they're, I mean, I believe that they're still evaluating their situation with the new, with the new head you know, coaching staff with Robert Sala as the head coach. So to me, a lot of people just are way ahead of the curve when we are in a unprecedented offseason when it's impossible to know exactly which way teams are leaning before we even got to what would be the natural portion of the combine, which we won't have this year. So it's even more of a crapshoot than what we've normally seen. All right. In summation, just real quick, one to four in 20 years, who do we look back as? How do we rank those four? Let's throw Trey Lance in there. How do we rank the four? I'm going to go. I'm going boilerplate. I'm going, I'm going Lawrence. I'm going fields. I think just barely over Wilson. And, and I think Trey Lance is the biggest wild card. So I'm, I'm ranking those guys in that order. What do you, any, any surprises from either of your standpoints? I would go fields number one. And I know that might be stunning, but I coming into this season, he had a better 2019 than Trevor Lawrence did. And yes, he had some slip ups this season because of shortened regular season play um, you know, and just made some mistakes, but I believe he has the skill set translate. And this, and this is a bigger conversation, right? Gentlemen, when you look at the NFL draft, what do we do? And I know I'm guilty of this as well. And I did it to, I nitpicked Deshaun Watson to death and, and almost ruined my credibility covering the event. It was already gone. Well, so, yeah, you know, my, my initials are BS for a reason. So people kind of take it as we go along, but with the way you're looking at it is you're too many people are getting hung up on the little nitpicks instead of seeing where that individual wins and does so consistently. And so when you look at where Justin Fields is currently in his skill set, he is every bit the athlete, if not more so than Trevor Lawrence. He might not be six foot six, but he is able to work within the system that you have orchestrated for him and deliver consistently to your, to your initial read. And let's get rid of another misnomer here. He can get to a second read in the offense. I hate when people say that because it's very easy to look it up on film otherwise. So I would go with Fields, Lawrence, who should be very good. Um, I'm not quite sold on Urban Meyer as a head coach, but that's another conversation. And then I look at Trey Lance, 20 years old, guys. He will be 20 when he's drafted. And he has every bit the upside of the three we just mentioned. If anything, Zach Wilson has, to me, the lowest ceiling of the top four prospects. Gary, you got Fields one or two? No, I'm putting Mac Jones one. <laughs> you guys and... are you guys are Ohio homers too, so I got to take that into account. Oh, whoa, whoa, okay. the... let's get this out of the way. First podcast. I am not an Ohio State fan. I did not go to Ohio State. You, you're, you, you're, I do you, not like the Buckeyes. <laughs> you absorb the mouth. <laughs> you absorb the media empire that is Ohio football on a daily basis. You are brainwashed. Buckeye Nation. Do you know how many Ohio fans, especially Cleveland fans, have called me a Buckeye hater in my life? You would, your mind would be blown. Free agents, free agency's happening first. Like, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I know, Sobo, you love the draft talk, but I mean, you wrote a piece when when JJ Watt hit hit the market again. That it felt like six weeks ago. 
Um, and he even said, he came out, he's like, listen, I, I take an hour to pick my, my dinner plans. Uh, this is my next stop. I'm not going to rush it. And he has no reason to rush it, right? I mean, right now there's nothing else going on. No one else is on the market. He can wait till the day free agency starts if he wants in, in the middle of March. Who is the best fit? For JJ Watt, like who should he? Like, who's the best place for him to join? That for him to get that Super Bowl ring, and then I guess who's on the other end? What's the best marriage? What's the what's the best team there? What team should be the most interested in, in breaking the bank if it needs to do so? Here we go with the Homer stuff because I think still think Cleveland's Cleveland. I really do, <laughs> and it and it has nothing to do with Homerism. <laughs> because look at this, we have salary cap space. I understand the great stories and the and the and what makes sense from Green Bay and Pittsburgh, but they don't have any money. How are you yeah. supposed to sign JJ Watt with no money? No one looks at that stuff, and a lot yeah. of this analysis doesn't even look at the fact these teams are like a hundred billion dollars over the cap. So at least Cleveland can afford him, can pay him a significant amount of money, and you get to play opposite Miles Garrett. They are now a playoff squad. And finally, if you look in Cleveland's past year, how the way Andrew Barry operates, ooh, analytics, ooh. You also have – they went to sign uh, Vinny Curry, 32 years old. They tried to sign Ever- Everson Griffin, 32 years old. They went after Jadavion Clowney, injury history. Then they end up playing Olivier Vernon, $11 million at uh, 30 years old. So, J.J. Watt's right up their alley where they are in their progression of a franchise. Pittsburgh's yeah. not going to happen. Pittsburgh's a fantasy. They just restructured Cam Hayward's deal, I believe, today mm-hmm. to clear $7 million and change. And they're still – you clear that $7 million, they're still, I think, 20-something-odd million. Uh, never mind that uh, the quarterback drama that could be – does J.J. Watt even want to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Do the Pittsburgh – I mean, he gets to play with his brothers. What That's do, why. Do that yeah. on the weekend. <laughs> Saturdays, anyway. Turkey Bowl. Turkey right. Bowl on Thanksgiving. Exactly. Green Is there Bay. any other reason why people are making this connection besides the Watt Brotherhood? They do need D-line help. That's about That's about it. I mean, they're stacked on defense still. They're stacked, regardless. But yeah. I, I, I tried to come up with something. Come on, man. <laughs> Gareth, you have a team? You look at Green Bay, they have okay. the need, but I don't see where the money is going to come from. Tennessee is a team that stands out as, oh, my God, they're desperate for anyone that could get after the quarterback. And their cap situation isn't good, but it's better than Pittsburgh or Green Bay. I mean, you start looking down through those contenders, and Cleveland does look like a good fit. They've got the money. They apparently have interest in him. He'd be playing opposite Miles Garrett, which means he's not going to be seeing double teams all the time. It's a fit that – I mean, I know that just thinking of Cleveland as a legitimate contender going into the season is hard for people to wrap their heads around. I'm a freaking Browns fan. It's hard for me to wrap my head around it but that's where they are right now. The Titans are my team too for that, just because I think their pass rush is in the worst possible shape. And they're also a team that's in it to win it right now. Buffalo, Tennessee, Cleveland, I think are the three that come to mind. Buffalo, I think has the the least money out of them all. So they probably are third on my list. The one team I'll throw out there and and Sobo, you mentioned them in your article is if the Bucs decide that they have a year or two to make this happen with Tom Brady to, to get one more, Maybe they say, never mind Shaq Barrett, who's going to cost more and need a longer term contract, or never mind Ndamukong and Sue, who's a little bit older. And they, they trade both of those guys in for JJ for a year or two. He's happy to maybe even take a discount to join up with Brady and a team that's, that's ready to, you know, going to be the number two favorite to win the Super Bowl. I think there's a possible connection in Tampa, which would be just crazy. I agree. Oh, it's possible. Yeah. I mean, Tampa's what, fifth or sixth in available cap space? Yeah, they have a lot of guys to take care of. but Yeah, that's the thing, and Brad just hit it. Godwin, Fournette, Barrett, 
Levante David, and Dominican Sue, you know, so on and so forth. Chris Godwin, excuse me. So are they going to take care of their own before they try to bring someone in? And I, I like the I, I, idea, Brad. I can't believe it. Our first episode, I like something you said that they may forego signing one of the one of those guys like a Barrett or a Sue to bring in Watt. That makes a lot of sense because your window, no matter how you spin it, is one to two years. That's it. You won your Super Bowl. You can try to go back to back. You may get a third year out of Brady. And if that's the case, it makes sense to go after someone like Watt now who, by the way, for anyone listening, when you come to J.J. Watt, he has been – top 10 ranked by pro football focus every year of his career, including last year where he played what 96% of the snaps in all 16 regular season games. So anyone's worried about age or injuries, he's still a high quality free agent. And speaking of Brady, uh, what did he say he was drinking at the parade? Uh, avocado, avocado shots. I think it was shots of avocado. He was joking. I believe uh, some kind of avocado. Oh, drink. it was shots. Um, <laughs> It was, it was shots for sure. I've never seen Tom Brady like that. Uh, so, well, you're for those who are on video, you have something in your hand. Oh, I do. That, that's not grape juice. It looks I, like I went, No, no, no. I went big for our first show. I wanted something special. I wanted to go. Have you noticed how deep and dark and beautiful the caramelization is on this beer? Oh, this what, is a what, fifth, what is it? This is a 15 ABV course. The Quasher from Hop and Frog out of Akron, Ohio, which is my favorite brewery in the world. It's absolutely delicious. I love Russian Imperial Stouts. Give me big, bold, and beautiful, baby. So we had said we're gonna do, we're gonna work in some beer talk into our into our pod, and then you drop like you work for the like that, you drop details there that I don't even know about beer. Like I, I was gonna say I really like this one that I got at the grocery store. That was impressive. I'm a true snob, true snob, through and through, beer snob. It's even in my Twitter bio, and I'm not even lying. You can go look. <laughs> Gareth, you got a beer tonight? Uh, no, I'm not drinking at the moment. My favorite kind of beer is whatever's in the fridge. I really don't care. It all that's gets the job done. Literally, what I just did, I turned to the bridge that's conveniently located here in my uh, in my office. Um, I'm in well, Toronto. Don't I'm show the label. Make them pay us for that. Exactly. Man, do you know he how radio works? Is that Japanese? <laughs> Usually in radio, you're not too concerned with showing anything. <laughs> uh, no, so Long Slice, Long Slice Brewery here in uh, Toronto. So anyone who's not in Canada is probably screwed for my beer references. But uh, this is a sour. I, I love my first drink when I have a bunch of beers. I, I love a sour as, as beer number one. I don't know why. It just kind of gets the palate going. It's, you're probably going to say it's the wrong way to drink beer, Brent, but or Sobo. But, uh, but yeah, no, this is a Clementine Sour from from uh, long slice long slice brewery and uh, it's perfect for like a solo drink or a drink to start off your evening of of beers i, I want to get yeah, i love how this. brady talks about he only has one if you're just going to have the one beer just stop <laughs> it you degenerate <laughs> i want everyone to give a visual who are li who is listening to this podcast i'm your typical big beer drinker big bald fat gary looks like he should be drinking pbrs all night long and there's nothing wrong with that Brad is definitely the dude that goes to the bar and just starts ordering Jaeger bombs right off the bat. Now, he's that guy. He is. Why is that? Because because they're not as heavy or something? Is that what you mean? Well, or because I'm a partier? No, because you have terrible taste. Oh, okay, that one. Okay. I so was it even more insulting? To say it. I didn't know what approach because you were doing a physical <laughs> description and then you shifted into just the general. It's that okay? That that makes sense. I'm not gonna uh, lie though. I do want you to ship me beer. I'm mean, gonna figure out how to do it legally between Canada and the United States. Well, shh, shh. Yeah. Just, yeah. 
You definitely want to talk about that publicly. Talk I don't know what podcast. you're talking about. Talk about talk what? On the podcast, that's the play. Mike, Mike, what what do you got? You have something tonight? I when I get into the beers, okay. I'm allergic. So I get it. I'm about the one guy, one beer guy, and then I have to unclog my throat and go wash it down with some hard liquor. But there's an island here in Chicago. It's called Goose. Mm-hmm. And they make beers mm-hmm. at the facility. They also trolled hundreds of people after the Cody Parkey missed. 43-yard field goal kick and had hundreds of losers show up in on those ice and snow and everything and had them try to kick a field goal. And that was some of the best TV I've ever seen. So <laughs> shout out to Goose Island on that. Now, when I another thing that I love about them is that they have all these great beers like Sophie, which is kind of a, a souped up uh, Blue Moon, and Matilda, which is something like you would like, Brad. Uh, but they have like they have a beer called Natural Villain, which is like a craft nat- a white trash beer. And it's like the bush light of craft beers. And it's it's actually delicious. And it goes down smooth, a little hoppy. But I like the Goose Island. And, and for you, this is kind of like opposite street. They have a beer called So Low because it's so trim for you. And so maybe you should get a case of that behind you, which is hilariously ironic for you. To, so they talk about that. I, I think we can get it over states, get some solo there. Maybe by next episode, it'll be a little more. I mean, the beer you're drinking looks like it's a, a glass of Coke that's been sitting open for two oh. weeks. Oh, <laughs> it, does. It, looks, it looks so, so thick. It doesn't look oh, good at all. It's uh, beautiful. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. When you swirl it, look at it come it open up. Oh, oh. And but I am happy to say mm. Goose Island is available in Canada, um, where I believe Cam Newton has his best chance of starting if he wants to be an NFL starter or be a football starter next year. He came out, he said, I believe I'm one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the NFL, which isn't <laughs> isn't saying a lot, I guess, <laughs> for an MVP from five years ago. But um, I don't even know if I would count him among those 32 if I was to sit down and make a make a list. Like this is a guy who's had 10 touchdown passes in his last 20 games against 15 interceptions, he's missed half of the half of his games during that time period. That goes back to 2018. One of the lowest rated passes in the league since that MVP year. So is there a spot for him among those 32? Is he, is he delusional? With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think the best way to put it is this. There's never 32 quality starting quarterbacks in the NFL, mm-hmm. period. It doesn't matter what year you're talking about. I actually, Brad, you know this will be amazing. I did research for this question because I couldn't <laughs> remember how many quarterbacks I would name ahead of him. And so I went through the top passers this past year. I could only get to about 20 to 22 before I realized Ken Newton's still in that range, at least, you know, at that part. Now, granted, it's bottom third of the league, but Hey, we've been asking for years why Colin Kaepernick isn't in the league when he was better than the bottom third of the league. So what's the difference between him and Cam Newton at this juncture? Yeah, I mean, it's a short list, but I don't know that – I mean, if I had to choose between Cam Newton and Drew Locke, 
I, I mean, I'm yeah. going to vomit a little bit, but I don't know that I wouldn't roll Newton out there. So I was right. There's just there's not 32 starter worthy. There aren't 32 worthy starting quarterbacks in the NFL. There just happen to be 32 starting quarterbacks. So he'll sign somewhere. It's gonna. I guess it matters who's ahead of him on the depth chart. Whether or not we're gonna see Cam as a starting quarterback anytime soon. I mean, he sucked last year, but he didn't. Carson Wentz suck. So and well, look, look, look what happened with him. And the mobility is always a factor that we don't. I, I didn't mention that in my statistics. That counts for something. He had, you know, he, he scores a lot of touchdowns. He can be utilized on the ground still. And, and Bill Belichick did a lot of that last year. So, I, I mean, that that factors in. The one reason why I don't even put him on my radar is the trajectory, right? It's like you, you mentioned Drew Locke and Mitchell Trubisky. If you want to go down that path, like there's an a world where these guys can possibly become something still. Trubisky probably not but uh Locke for sure Daniel Jones for example like they still are doing you know on that rise versus Newton is just that the continual descent is so discouraging at this point that I'm kind of factoring that into the equation as well is the 800 pound gorilla that there's only 20 guys in the world of what 80 trillion people I think it's a little inflated but I think correct (laughs) as well that can throw the football good 20 that's all we got. I mean, you, you sit here, and I know Cam Newton would probably throw the ball better than me, but isn't that amazing that there's not 32 awesome dudes that can throw the ball? You're thinking of it that way. I think there's guys that can throw the football. It's not guys that can handle the pressure <laughs> playing the position, <laughs> the pre, the post-snap reads, the, the uh, just recon, recognition uh, to who's open, when, where, and how, when and within the context of the system. And so – when I look at Cam Newton, my biggest gripe he's with him, rich. even back, he's rich. Well, yeah, he is he's rich. rich. He is rich. But he's, he's rich. a free agent. He is he's a free rich. agent. Uh, he she's free rich. Agent. He's rich. Where's his dad? Where's your dad? So uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the one factor I, I want to throw in there that I think is kind of a psychological one is the bar has been raised so goddamn high by the quarterbacks in the last 10 to 20 years in particular. Like statistically. I mean, we talk about guys like Trubisky, like Trubisky's one of like the 50 highest rated passers in NFL history. <laughs> he, he truly is like on that list. And, and Drew Locke's probably on the list if he has enough passes to qualify, which he doesn't yet, but he could be. Um, the the bar has been raised so high that our expectations are, are way different than they were uh, even 25, 30 years ago when we talked about a quarterback. And so, you know, the bottom of the, of the current group, the Cam Newtons, the Daniel Joneses, um, we see them as bad because we've seen how good Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Peyton Manning before that Tom Brady um, have, have, have risen the bar. So I think that's a bit of a factor. I'm going to give some credit to those guys because of that. All I'm hearing from what you just said, Brady, is that Philip Rivers shouldn't be in the hall of fame because statistics now no longer matter. Oh, that would be a good one. I'm writing that one down for a future episode. Right. Freaking. Now. <laughs> Um, do you guys do you, uh, final question for you guys? Do you subscribe to the Brawl Pro podcast? I was I, subscribing to the Brawl Pro podcast. Let's start by doing that. I think Mike was Mike said he'd be our first subscriber before we set this podcast up. So he's on board. Um, I, I have I haven't clicked it. I'm going to click it the moment I open this episode. You guys do that. Then we're guaranteed our four off the bat. Um, people at home, all you listening for the first time, a lot of it's a lot of our families and friends, right? That's who, that's the first people you reach out to. I said, Hey, make sure you listen to my podcast. Even if you, uh, even if you skip to the very end, because you're just doing me a, a, a dignity, maybe you have a friend who you can pass it on to. Uh, so pass it on to friends who uh, are gambling addicts, 
uh, fantasy addicts, draft addicts, um, or just football addicts in general, maybe beer addicts, which there's another name for that, but let's just use the, that, 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 that term instead. Uh, any, any addicts at all, really, or non-addicts. This podcast is open to non-addicts as well, guys. Fanatics. <laughs> uh grievances to finish it off I, I i said we'd do any anything you want to rant about anything on your mind Subba always has something uh, i gotta think even if he doesn't and he and i might have sprung this on him right now i'm sure there's something even can be about me so well, just you got something for me yeah i do because i actually tweeted about this morning before i started running around uh trying to get things done with my wife and this is an evergreen comment stop tweeting at athletes especially free agents begging them to come to your team have you ever heard of an athlete say you know what so and so x345 said this about that city i'm going to sign there it's bullshit leave them alone let them make a decision they have to come along and these are life-changing events for these people you don't need to be pestering them even worse if they don't choose your favorite team for the love of god don't go off on them as if they're the devil because they're not playing for your squad. So, yes, that's my little rant for tonight because it's irritating when all we've seen so far is J.J. Watt hit the free agent market and people are all agog with him online, and it's ridiculous. You got a rant for I, I, I would just again like to speak to the people I have been in contact with on social media and tell them that I would like for them to proceed with our operation to ask JJ Beg, JJ Watt, to come to Cleveland. We're going to be nice about it. We're going to talk up what a wonderful place Northern Ohio is. Sobo can't tell me what to do. So, so basically, ah. two things. Two things to do if you're listening: subscribe and bother JJ Watt to join the Cleveland Browns. Honestly, we're not supposed to make this into a debate debate thing. I don't mind just, uh, you know, especially if it's a kid, just saying, hey, I'd love for you to come to my team. But it's just, you're right, the incessantness, right? Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, I mean, we all seen it, right? We've seen guys come out publicly begging players to come to their favorite team. And then the second they don't, it gets nasty real quick. And those are the type of people on social media I'm, I'm speaking directly to because it's, it's not, it's not just irritating to that individual. It's irritating for us just watching it or even covering the sport because you have no say in the matter and it's not going to change their mind. I'm sorry. It doesn't. Mike, you got a grievance? Yeah, well, I do. It's a small one. It is just that I was I looked up and there is no so and so three forty five on Twitter, so you might be <laughs> full of shit. Did you, worry, did you fabric? That, did you f- don't worry, that Russian bot will show up tomorrow. <laughs> you fabricated a story on our very first podcast. So. I don't understand um, that. <laughs> uh, I am my, a journalist. I'm going back. I'm going back a little bit further uh, to the end of the season because we weren't on the air at that point in time. Um, it really bugs me. Groupthink on Twitter. Actually, it's along the same similar lines. Sobo, um, I don't think that Matt Lafleur is the reason why the Green Bay Packers lost and didn't go to the Super Bowl. I think his decision came when they had about a 12% chance of winning anyway. I think kicking the field goal was essentially a toss-up. And if you asked anyone on Twitter, I bet you 99% of them would tell you that Matt LaFleur cost in the game more than Aaron Rodgers and his decision not to run to the end zone there. Um, an example that's much larger and goes back even further. And this is one you guys are going to wish you could debate me and we weren't closing this podcast with right now. We'll do it in the future, I promise. Pete Carroll made the right decision when he threw at the end of Super Bowl 44. And those two decisions have been 
just crushed for so long, especially recently the Green Bay one, further back the Seattle one. And that's because we all love to get that hive mind on Twitter and just pile on coaches in particular who aren't even on the field and making the decisions in those micro moments. And that is my rant. And none of you get to respond to it until maybe next week, or unless Mike just does because he's ultimately controlling what we're doing here. No, I got no words for anything you just said there. I'll be honest with you, but maybe we can take it up on the social media side of things. We'll see what the social media people have to say about this in the, in the comment section, right? The famous, which you guys are very aware of the comment sections, right? We're quite familiar. You've had your fair share. And I think you will, you will have some entries here after this show. Uh, but next week is a good time to hear a little <laughs> fanfare about those takes. I can, I can see you shaking your head, Mike. I, I, I think we have a good debate in the future on this one for sure. Okay. Um, so that's it. That's episode one. Uh, none of us did anything illegal, as far as I can tell. Um, one story was made up by Sobo. Um, Gary talked. And, uh, and Mike had some thoughts there that were, um, that were solid as well. So I, I, honestly, I give us an A+. Plus. Leave yeah, JJ if... Watt alone. Leave him alone. <laughs> Thanks for Bye. joining us. Tweet JJ. We'll tune in. Hey, we get Tweet him. JJ. Yeah. Tweet a JJ. Brady's okay. wrong. 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 While you're at it, subscribe and uh, and yeah, we will uh, we will check back. Uh, Shame in on days, Tom Brady. Probably probably seven and uh, <laughs> that's it for Tom Brady the goat. Brent Sebleski, <laughs> Gary Davenport, and and our producer for episode number one, Mr. Mike. I appreciate it, guys. Great episode. We'll see you next week. Same time, same channels, all that other good stuff. Just click the link in the post and you'll get it. Make sure you subscribe. That's always a good thing to do. That way it automatically pops up. Why don't you do that? Take a second to do it now. Thanks, guys. (laughs)